civil danger warning. A disaster of unknown type has occurred. Normal programming has been suspended. Gary. Gary, just pop it on your finger. This is not a test. Don't worry about the Nazgul. Let's get going. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. Hello and welcome to the Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. Gary has hooked up the power to a strange ring that he found in a nearby river. Hey Gary, oh, where's he gone? Anyway, we now should have enough power for our show. We'll be bringing you government-approved news and stories from the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire, the mightiest of the many new nation-states that, several decades ago, emerged from the troubled era that was 21st century Britain. My name, of course, is Lloyd Becklesnip, and today we're bringing you our Londinium special. As you all know, for tax purposes, Londinium now floats a mile higher in the air on a special rotating disc, but once a year it lands for a week to refuel recharge and to change their loo rolls. And that's when the Londinium Festival happens. So this year we'll be hearing from local councillors Aoife Threddle and Asquith Allbottom, who've just returned from a recent official visit to the event. I was actually pressing forward on our Yorkshire products. Our nettle champagne is award-winning. We have an exclusive chat with party executioner Sir Brent Wood. It does say on your ticket, in the eventuality of your death, do you want to be powering the party or do you want to be food for the velociraptors? at the back. And there's also a live report from the festival by local residents Oxo and Patnia. I feel like I'm home. <laughs> You're just letting yourself into people's houses. We don't really do that here. I mean, I've, I've had to pay a few fines on your behalf already. But first, here's a brief review of what's already happened and what's coming up at this year's Londinium Festival. On Monday, the whole thing kicked off with the traditional swamp rat squelch as the disc landed on the annual crop of our swamp mongrel cousins. Let's hear that special moment again. On Tuesday, romance was in the air at the speed dating event and there was slightly less romance in the air at the heroin dating event. On Wednesday, the reanimated head of Jerry Seinfeld will be hosting the combined traditional London lunch and formal Irish dance as sponsored by the estate of Salvador Dali. Yes, it's the, hey, what's the deal with this congealed meal of eels followed by real inhales that feels surreal. And today, Thursday, if you're quick, you can join the charity sprint across the Thames. It's not frozen over, it's just really full of old shopping trolleys. Watch out for the booby-trapped ones though. And finally, tomorrow on Friday, it'll be time for the main event, the grand finale party. And with that party in mind, I'm very excited to say we have an exclusive chat with the man who'll be organizing that particular shindig, the party maestro, the party czar, the party executioner himself, Sir Brent Wood. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. And I'm delighted to say I have the man himself on the line. Party executioner Brent Wood. Oh, I'm very sorry. Sir Brent Wood. Welcome to the show. 
Hello there, mate. Yeah, thanks so much for remembering my knighthood because I have been seen for all of the incredible dank parties that I actually throw. Once upon a time, we called memes dank, but now we call a good party dank. So do you know what I mean? I just want to be seen for what I am. Well, it was a lovely ceremony where you got knighted last week by Clive the Third, a close relation of our own king, of course, King Geoffrey the Sixth. So we enjoy good relationships with your state. And we're all very excited about the party that's going to be happening tonight. I believe you're in the final stages of organising this great event. Oh, absolutely. We are raring to go. We've got the backdrops. We've got everything sorted. Canapes, the lot. We are so excited for Londinium Fest. It's going to be off the chain. And I tell you what, the famous Moray Eels from up in Bolton are absolutely going to be the best. They're going to be the highlight of it. They're going to be coming on, slithering, taking down the drapes when we open the whole event. It's the spark from the eel that sets the whole thing going. Isn't that right? Yeah, they, well, they run the national grid, innit? So therefore we thought, have them down for the event, get them in there, get the lights going, take down the drapes, let's get ready. Uh, Ariana Grande is going to be there. She's receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award, actually. It's going to be real nice. Well, yes, quite the lifetime, really. It's just her head in a jar now, of course, but she's still able to belt out a tune now that she's been cryogenically unfrozen for her one week of performing a year. It's a, it's a real honour to have her at this event. It is absolutely stunning. It's a bit of a shame that I did manage to do it for Walt Disney in a lot of ways, isn't it? Because he thought it was going to work. He was put in the freezer and then, unfortunately, he defrosted by accident. Someone unplugged it. But luckily, Ariana Grande were able to reheat her, pop her on defrosting the micro, bing, bang, boom. She's out there singing songs. It's a tragedy what happened to Walt, the pile of sludge that was left after that defrosting. But, you know, we got the Disney-flavoured Slurpee out of it. It's been a worldwide hit. It's, it's, it's very noisy there in the background. Are there a lot of people doing stuff as we speak? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Who, who's that? <laughs> yeah. Hi. Oh, hi. It's Millie. Hi. I'm so sorry. I just, um, I was just hanging with Brent and, uh, you know, he invited me along. <laughs> Okay, yes, sounds, sounds, sounds marvellous. Uh, uh, have you got a lot of helpers there, Brent? Sir Brent. That's all right, don't worry about it. You only have to say it once. <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically, I've got a lot of people enacting the party. In fact, uh, all of the people that are going to make the floor, there are people lying down to make the surface of the floor for the party. Um, so therefore, uh, if you earn less than uh, 50,000 Zulars, uh, obviously because we've had the currency change, if you earn less than 50,000 Zulars, you can earn an additional 1,000 Zulars if you lay down to make the flooring of the party. Oh, that sounds excellent. And so is Millie going to be part of the floor? No, no, absolutely not. No, you know, Clive is my uncle and I'm just here to support Brent. I mean, I might make a part of the wall or maybe just something to put the decks on, you know, the DJ decks, but that's just out of choice. <laughs> I don't need the Zulas. <laughs> and the floor, I've heard you've arranged the people by their vocal range. And so if you leap in the right way, you can get a tune out of it. Oh, absolutely. It's done all the way right down from bass up to top soprano it's absolutely stunning it's like a shimmering limerence as you walk across the floor and sometimes if you step on it in the right order you might be able to elicit a tune out of it like one of them historical tunes a bit like Backstreet's Back you know one of them old songs one of them retro pop songs people love the traditional folk songs of old that's right like I think Westlife wasn't it <laughs> remember them I don't <laughs> well you know it's all in our common memory of kind of mythical past artists that 
loom over us these days. And so what other treats have we got lined up for the party? We've got the more ills and the singing dance floor. But how are you going to top last year's synchronized elephant swimming display? Oh, well, what we've actually got is we've got a saber-toothed tiger that they've taken out of some amber, uh, a little bit like that documentary. Do you remember that we watched in school, Jurassic Park? Uh, and basically what's going to happen is that the saber-toothed tiger is going to come back and he's going to sing a jazz number in the style of historical figure Harry Connick Jr. Uh, and it's going to be absolutely stunning. And he's going to kind of rip up bits of the floor. There might be death. That's what happens when you're a party executioner. Sometimes you've got to allow for a couple of fatalities, in it. Not party goers, of course. Please keep buying your tickets. Oi, oi. <laughs> Anyway, so like what will happen is the Tiger Tooth Tiger is going to be singing this song. Then all of a sudden, uh, there's going to be laser fireworks that are going to go off and they're going to put together this incredible light show like the Aurora Borealis. I mean, when we used to be able to see it. And it's going to be absolutely mind-blowing. In fact, honestly, if you do not cry out of any of your eyes, then who are you? Do you know what I mean? You know what? Can I just say, I'm sorry, I know I keep interrupting, but I just think Brent is such an artist. And, you know, he's called a party executioner. Of course, there's always casualties. That's just part of the course, isn't it? It's not a good party unless somebody's died. <laughs> and is there... How can I ask this in a, in a way that's legally broadcastable, but... Are there going to be any supplements available at the party for people to enhance their experience? Oh, yeah, that's my job. I thought Millie might be involved in that end of things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we're synthesizing something in the labs at the moment, actually. It's really exciting. My cousin's got this lab, and we're just working really hard to just make sure that everyone has the best experience ever. Actually, somebody tried it the other day, and they grew an extra pair of toes. So that was really cool. Yeah, so watch this space. <laughs> oh, that would be good for tickling the floor. Yeah. Oh, totally. If you've got 20 toes, you could get a bit of laughter going before they meet their inevitable doom. But it'll be a good way to go out. Well, I think it's interesting. And Millie, you know, is actually pretty on the board as well. She decided often when you take a drug, uh, or should I say a supplement, of course, I've totally ruined the legalities there. Uh, but I'm untouchable because I'm the party executioner. Get the guillotine. Basically, instead of having to take it and have that horrible, like, caustic taste, we're doing suppositories this year. So basically, just popping it in... Uh, you know, up your, up your bum. Can I just say, I just want to make it absolutely clear that um, we'll be doing that for you. It's all going to be completely above board and professional. Mm -hmm. Well, it's ingeniously all part of the ticket that you buy. You have the ticket stub, squeeze out the little bit of lube that's been inserted into every ticket, and the last quarter of the ticket stub itself is soaked in the supplement. It's ingenious. It is quite amazing, to be honest. Millie, some people think she's a bit of fluff. I'd like to say that, in fact, she is a visionary of her own kind. Of course, obviously, I came up with all of the party ideas, but if you want to get off your rocker, there is nobody more important than old Milster. Milmo, Mil, Mal. Sweden, mill, mill, not run of the mill. Oh, Brenty, you're so sweet, you know. And do you know it's true? I mean, people just don't take me seriously, but actually, I'm known for being able to get higher than anybody else in the world and it's like I'm off world <laughs> we come down for refueling and I just make a total splash well it certainly sounds like you're not a millstone you're a millstoned so we'll be catching up with you during the party itself later so I can't wait to hear what hijinks you get up to later thank you very much for joining us the glorious free republic of Yorkshire radio show and we'll be catching up with Sir Brent and Millie later as the party gets into full swing. But now we're going to hear from local councillors Aoife Threddle and Asquith Allbottom, who have just returned from an official fact-finding trip at the Londinium Festival. 
Aoife is a firm believer in stronger ties with our floating neighbours, but Asquith, as a representative of the Yorkshire, Yorkshire, Yorkshire party, is a little bit more sceptical. Here's what they had to say. And I'm delighted to say I've got Aoife and Ajaya on the line. Hello, councillors. Thank you very much, Lloyd, for having me on the air. I feel very rested. And how are you, Asquith? I am angry, really. Oh. I've just come away with a completely bad taste in my mouth from the whole experience when I go there for the week. I just, I find it unnatural. It's interesting you find it unnatural, but you seem to be visiting it every year. Annually, I see you and your family making use of all the amenities there, especially your partner. <laughs> they are definitely making use of the alcohol advanced nettle tea that Londinium seems to brew, especially for us. <laughs> uh, yes, um, my partner is an individual who makes their own life choices and has no reflection upon me. I was actually pressing forward on our Yorkshire products, our nettle beer, for example, our nettle wine, and our nettle champagne is award-winning nettle champagne, award-winning. Yes, all products that are made by your husband's company. What I like to think of is that my constituents are able to, one, have fun, and one, make funds. Making money in Yorkshire and letting the money stay in Yorkshire. Is the money staying in Yorkshire, though? With my partner's company, it most definitely is. Well, staying in one very particular part of Yorkshire, which is mainly your house. Which employs a good number of staff, I must say. And we thank you for the jobs that you create. I wonder if you could give payment because it's hard to survive on the limited funds. And as you know, from my upbringing, I was not born in Yorkshire, but my heart now lies here. Yes. And as I believe it, your family moved to Yorkshire as they were kicked off the swamp rat breeding farms that had developed in the Thames estuary back when Londinium first re-landed? No charges were pressed. That's my uh, standpoint. Um, and it's also the truth. I mean, that's another thing. They do have that huge number of livestock that has to be culled every time Londinium comes down. I mean, the estuary is a brilliant place for growing these animals, which could be feeding Yorkshire and, and all the other countries. But instead, they all get taken up in this massive cull so that there's place for them to come down and empty their refuse. Well, it is how the annual cull takes place. Basically, you know, they grow all the southern swamp rat, who's a distant cousin of our own swamp mongrel. They get the breeding to peak at that time of year. And then London just comes down and lands on the wall. That's how the harvest is culled. A rich tradition, which me and my family love to go out and watch. It's a great site with the music and the banners. It's all part of the great London festival. And they build up the dance music just so that the scream of all the crushed animals hits when the bass drops. It's a great sight. Then again, this financial benefit disappears after a week. And it's some kind of false livelihood. And what I'm arguing for is a more equalising where we can have it spread out over the course of the year more. You proposed a bill that London should tour the country and basically be loaned out to other nation states. How would you see that working with Yorkshire? I think it would be incredibly beneficial. And I must say, Aoife, actually, you were on board with this bill. It would be fantastic if it could go on tour. Now, obviously, the idea of London floating around the country has its plus points, but the main sticking point, so to speak, is obviously London has a continual drainage of sewage coming out from the underside of its disc, which currently goes into the swamp mongrel breeding grounds and is utilised 
flies there. So wherever it flies, we've got to agree a flight path. We had a vote within Yorkshire and it was decided that it should float over Wakefield. Obviously, everybody except the people in Wakefield were delighted with this, but they managed to strike down this proposal. Are there any possible solutions to this problem? I would say recycle, don't minimise, make use of that rich resource to have a beautiful cycle of life, really. Yes, and it can also be used as a regeneration feature. We we could park it in an area that at the moment needs some kind of regeneration. We do unfortunately still have quite a few dark spots on our land that I've yet to recover from the great incident. Well, yeah, the Black Hills of Whitby steadfastly refuse to grow even cress. So you're saying like some sort of slurry hill creating a slurry river and lake could be the key to regenerating that area. Yes, we could bring nature back to those areas. Well, lots of ideas for us to chew on. I'm sure the debate will rumble on and on all the way to next year's festival. But thank you very much for your time, Aoife and Asquith. And I hope to speak to you again soon. Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you very much, Lloyd. Thank you very much. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. And so I'm very excited to say it's time for us to rejoin the party executioner, Sir Brent Wood, and his trusty assistant, Millie. And the party is happening as we speak. And I'm just trying to see if I can get them on the line. Hello. Hello, Sir Brent. Are you there? All right, mate. Yeah, we're in the middle of it at the minute, actually. It's brilliant. I've just been over to the body modifications table. You know, we don't do boring stuff like glitter. You can go and have an extra appendage added. You can have a chip put into one of your pectoral muscles just for the fun of it really no real ostensible purpose other than the fact that you can pay for your groceries by putting your pectoral down on the zapper (laughs) so when the dj says put your hands in the air it's kind of almost like well it's a literal arms race to see who can show off the most hands yeah yeah which hand is it the ones you were born with or the ones you had sewed on this evening oh yeah look at you Give me five. Oh my god, it's just brilliant, isn't it, Brenty? We're all having the best time, and you know the robo orangutans are Whoa. behaving themselves. You know, it's, it's really Whoa. exciting. Oh, so you've got the behaviour inhibitor chips working now? Yes, absolutely, and they're serving drinks. And uh, oh my god, the DJ invented a new musical scale about an hour ago, so that's been just blowing up. Well, quite literally, because some people are reacting to this new scale in not the best ways. Well, that's true. I mean, the thing is, the supplements that we synthesised have gone really well, but it does mean that sometimes if you do listen to certain types of music, you do find that your ears just start bleeding uncontrollably. It's a slight problem. I mean, it's difficult to control these kind of things, but, you know, hey, <laughs> that's parties, right? All right l- lads, one second. Sorry, Malcolm, yeah, can you just take that person who is in the floor, pop him in the crematorium? Yeah, thank you. Brenty, you're so sweet. You're always looking after everyone. (laughs) It's good to see that you're following the energy conservation guidelines as well. Any casualties from the evening are used as fuel to keep the party going. So that's all very ecological and very laudable. Absolutely. It just all goes back into the generator at the end of the day. It does say on your ticket, in the eventuality of your death, which is quite likely, this is going to be a banging do. Do you want to be powering the party or do you want to be food for the velociraptors? at the back. Nice that you get a choice of how you go out. Of course you get a choice, you know. Uh, I feel like I would rather go to the Velociraptors, but obviously it's not going to be a problem for me because I'm taking the supplements that are, you know, well, they're the best ones and I don't think I'm going to die and obviously Brent is looking after me, but I am growing an extra finger on my shoulder. I'm just checking it out, actually. I think it's... 
think it goes quite well with this dress. What do you think, Brenty? I think it looks lovely, yeah, with the spaghetti strap. I think that brings it off nice, it does. Uh, just to let you know as well, we've had a couple of people already used this evening, uh, our top tier guests who've paid a little bit more than others. <laughs> uh, basically, some of them have died, but we put them in the reanimation tube because if you pay a bit extra, you can come back to life. I mean, money's everything, Londonian first. <laughs> that is what it's all about. You know, the taxes raised from this party to contribute massively towards the refueling bill for the floating discs that Londinium's currently on. So it's all grist to the mill. It is. Um, I don't know if you've come to one of our parties, but we've actually got a bespoke theatrical experience called The Probe, where you go in and a medical scientist who's above average attractiveness probes you inside of your mind using an intellectual impact device. That's what we're calling them, IIDs. And basically it just gets inside of you and kind of picks apart your psyche. That's for the next hit of the high. You can take the supplement, but if you really want to get absolutely zazzed out your bing bong, then like you need to get in there and get real probed. Oh my God, my Uncle Clive swears by it. And in fact, he's so chuffed with Brenty that he's looking into hopefully making him a prince. <laughs> High praise indeed. And of course, I've heard a lot about the probe. Some of the higher officials in Yorkshire have already tried it out and it is an amazing experience. And then, of course, all the information that you glean from inside people's head, you can then sell to the government, thus increasing your revenue further. 110%. Do you know what? I think some people have raised concerns because they say that it's like a violation of their privacy rights, but it's like that went many years ago. So just get over it. Times they are a changing. It would be a violation if we had any privacy rights. Yeah, we don't have any human rights at the end of the day, so just move on, mate. Get over it. I was just going to say, leave it to the robo-orangutans, but I can't even say it. <laughs> well, you know, if you can still say orangutan, it's a sure sign that the party isn't quite over yet. So uh, it sounds like you've still got some partying to do, but we're going to have another catch-up with you in the morning and find out how exactly the party went. But for now, enjoy the rest of the party, guys. Thanks. Oh, Brenty, I think another one's fallen. Oh, quick, put them in the incinerator! The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. And we'll be back for one final visit with Sir Brent and Millie later. But now it's time for our live report from the winners of our special prize trip to the festival. It's Yorkshire teens Oxo and Putnia. Oxo is 16 and this is her first venture outside of her hometown of Skelmanthorpe. But she has had a lifelong obsession with Londinium and is understandably thrilled to be there. Her friend Putnia, 17, was born in Londinium but moved to Shepley a few years ago. This made her the perfect guide for her jaunt. Let's see if we can catch up with them now. And so I'm delighted to say I've got Oxo and Patnia on the line. Hello there. How is it going on the big disc? It's lovely, actually. I wasn't really looking forward to coming back. I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to like this at all because I was so keen to get away. But I suppose seeing it through Patnia's eyes, because we're just... You're, you're just touching everything, aren't you, Putney? You're just amazed by everything we're seeing. It is absolutely my dreams just made into reality. I've always felt a connection with Londinium. I've always felt a little bit out of Yorkshire. And now that I'm here, 
I feel like I'm home. <laughs> but you're just letting yourself into people's houses. We don't really do that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had to pay a few fines on your behalf already. And I just want to thank you for that, Oxo. Thank you so much. But I'm just, I'm just so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, like I was saying, Patty, you've got to stop picking the flowers up. I'm sorry, Miss, can you just put the flowers back in the flower box? Oh, People have oh, their civic pride. So better up here. <laughs> we can't oh. just pick flowers everywhere you go. Sorry, Miss, you put the flowers back. But it, it's, it's wonderful to hear you're so excited. Any particular highlights of your visit so far? You've been to the food market, you've seen the swamp rat crushing ceremony. Any other highlights that you'd like to tell us about? Everyone that knows me knows that actually I feel like London is my true home. So I am looking for that partner so I could truly transition to being Londonian. So what I'm really enjoying is that there are just so many people here. I'm just trying to connect with as many people as possible. So I've got lots of options. Yeah, I mean, and Putney has kind of opened me up to experiences in London that I didn't know were there before. I didn't know we had a speed dating scene. It was quite eye-opening experience to go along to that with you, I must say, Patnia. You approached it with a gusto that I hadn't experienced before. I managed to do the speed dating, actually. Instead of just doing one loop, I actually did five. Wow, that sounds like you've really got the hang of it. And we know about the famous Londinium speed dating scene. Once a week, different sections of the disc will rotate at different speeds. So you literally get whizzed by a whole row of potential suitors. Then you get a 30-second gap when it all pauses. And if you can leap from disc to disc in those 30 seconds then that's what they call a speed date hit yeah and, and if you decide in the 31st second they actually like the person the chance is gone you've got to wait a couple of weeks for the discs to line up again before you can see them by which time they will have met somebody else i see my whole life like that and i'm just i'm just gonna not let things pass me by i'm not gonna be in the 31st second and see my whole life just gone and i'm just stuck in yorkshire as i say it's been really interesting to come back and have a look i mean just looking at these old buildings here as we're walking along and they haven't changed a bit they're still kind of dirty yes well they have put a preservation order on most of londinium's dirt now because it is so old after the incident some of the buildings disappeared but the dirt was still there so they've decided to build the building back up inside the dirt so it is a historical artifact well, yes, Patna, you particularly liked the dirt palace that we went to, didn't you? I thought it was absolutely amazing. And so, Patna, obviously, visas to go and live in Londinium are almost impossible to come by. Do you have any plans of how you're going to fulfil your dream of getting to stay in Londinium? Obviously, Oxo has the right to stay there as a past resident, so short of killing her and adopting her identity, do you have any other ideas? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't met the love of my life yet, but I know that the love of my life is Londinium. So the love of my life as a person must be in Londinium. So I'm just looking for that special person to make me 100% a resident. So I can just give my whole. This is what I mean. Londinium's so archaic in its ideas, thinking that somebody has to only marry into something here. I mean, they, they should implement some kind of exchange program because I'd be quite happy to give you my citizenship and I'd take yours and, you know, come back on a tourist visa. But unfortunately, I wouldn't be. If I gave it up, I would never be allowed back. I'd be some kind of pariah because they're so self-superior yes well i mean i don't know if you've been to the uh the darker areas of uh, the festival they have certain black market activities going on but there is a, a new dna swap procedure that might 
let you adopt Oxo's identity without any need to murder her. I wouldn't know anything about that, Lloyd. And obviously, as we are on live radio, I just want to make that clear that um, really, I love Londinium and I love the rules of the land of Londinium and Yorkshire. And I wouldn't be breaking any of those rules. It's very good to hear that you'll be following the letter of the law and not going to any of the uh, more shadier areas of the Londinium black market that you would find, say, down um, on Old Brick Lane. Perhaps that's one area that you definitely want to avoid. Well, actually, having said that, we're um, actually visiting there today. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's where we, we're heading to now. As you can see, the changing in the buildings are becoming a little bit more dirty and somewhat less established. Just because I want to show you, you know, the stomping ground of my youth. Oxo, I'm t- I, I like to say that I'm completely shocked and surprised that we're going to be going towards um, the Brick Lane area. I'm just completely not prepared for it but that's completely fine and I'm I'm so glad it was on your list Katnia it was on the list you gave me list yeah maybe you wrote me that list list. of all things you wanted to see yeah no I've got it here somewhere and it's in my bag let me just just just, 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 no let me just hold hold my oh there's my half eaten swap mongrel burger have that let me just have that what are you doing that's the list don't rip it up let me go I'm just such a dick sometimes. Well, ever since I welcomed you into my home and we had that chance meeting that time, well, I just felt such a connection with you. Sorry, I don't know what just happened there. So you don't want to go and see the Brick Lane area? We're going to Brick Lane. It's it's your plan, so let's continue. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's all fine. It's all good. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, No, we were going to go and look at the um, the museum, weren't we? The crater, the British Museum crater. Oh, yes, the one officially sanctioned building in Brick Lane that it's okay to visit. Yeah, it's on the way, this, um, the, the big hole, uh, which was on your list. I swear it was on your list, even though we did need to talk to a few shady friends of mine to, to get in there just in case anything happens. <laughs> I can't say I'm excited about going there, but, but you did insist, so... um. Well, it's on the list, even though the list and there is no evidence of it now. Let's just go to Brick Lane and let's just, just go to that massive hole. Yeah. Well, it was on the list, but I haven't got the list anymore now, and I don't have a photographic memory. Well, we're definitely going to go. The last thing that Oxo is going to see is going to be the crater. I mean, the last place we're going to visit, sorry, is going to be the crater. You've got to see the crater. You've got to get that T-shirt. I went to London and all I did was stare at a black hole. Yeah, I'm a little bit anxious about going there because my family's always warned me, you know, don't go actually up to the edge of the crater. But, you know, it's Putney's visit to London, Ian, and I said that I'd do whatever she wanted while we were here. And and she's been oh so good, you know, in, in, in keeping hold of all the documents because she's got quite a large bag. So she's got all my important documents and papers and passports and everything in there. So I feel perfectly safe with her. And, um, yeah, we nearly, it, it's a bit, we, we actually need to keep quite quiet now that we're getting in close Lloyd so um okay I'll keep my voice down so as you're approaching the lip of the crater just give us a little sense of the the sounds and smells that are surrounding you I've heard there's quite an aroma from the burnt rock that's still exposed at the lip I just come all over a little bit queasy actually um uh, uh Oxo, you 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 carry on closer to the edge but I I'm just going to stand back here it's a familiar smell. I, I know it quite well. I've been I've been told you shouldn't get too close because it can be somewhat overwhelming to you. Oh, I feel awfully, awfully funny. Careful, Oxo. Careful. Oh no! <gasps> What's happened? She's gone. 
I'm afraid that's the end of our call. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. We'd like to dedicate the rest of this episode to the memory of sweet, innocent Putnia, who was... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just getting an update in my earpiece. Apparently, a body has been found, but according to the paperwork and a DNA sample conveniently found on the body, it was actually Oxo who perished. In an interview, Putnia has stated... I will commemorate my friend by burying her in her beloved Londinium, and as a tribute to my pal, I'm going to move back here and live out the rest of my life just as I, uh, sorry, just as Oxo always dreamed of. Oh, how moving. Well, some creature called Smeagol has broken into the studio and is trying to wrestle the ring back from Gary. But he looks pretty feeble, so I think we've got time for one last item. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. Okay, it's time for our last visit to Londinium's premier party goers, Sir Brent and Millie. Uh, I'm just going to lean into the mic a little bit for this one. And uh, so, uh, Sir Brent, Sir Brent, are you are you on the are you awake yet? Are you on the line? Hello, mate. Yeah, sorry. I've, uh, I was in another realm for about three days. Sorry we had to postpone this. That's quite understandable. Sounds like you've got at least 50% of your consciousness back in our current realm. Yeah, I went on the IID intellectual information probe a little too long, uh, but it's fine. I'm coming back. Millie, Millie, you are a human being. Millie, you're not an amorphous blob. Millie, are you with me? Yeah. Oh, Brenty. Brenty, is that you? Yes, it is. Brenty, you look like you've, you've grown an extra head. Is this true? Yeah, babe, I've got two heads, but you've got a couple of hands across your back. And I'm not talking about slap marks. I'm talking about physical hands. Well, you know, hopefully you'll find me even more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. But listen, we're on the radio, so nothing too X-rated, all right? <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. So yeah, party party, huh? Oh my God, that was amazing. It's a real shame that we lost Uncle Clive, you know. He was such a great guy. Yeah, I don't know what possessed him to think making love to a robo orangutan was a good idea, particularly when he was slick wet with lube. I know, right? I mean, he knows the dangers. He bloody invented them. So anyway, it's a real shame. Um, so he went for an unshaved orangutan. That's, uh, yeah, no, that's he's only got himself to blame, really. It's so dangerous. You're right. So R.I.P. Uncle Clive. <laughs> and so the reanimation tube didn't help him or had he been reanimated already? Unfortunately, what had happened is that he had like mushed into a grainy mess. And so by that point, I thought there was no way to solidify him. But he didn't have enough life juice. Mm. What I'm really sad about is that you're never going to be Prince Brenty. I'm sorry. Babe, look, don't worry about it. Because what I didn't tell you is that your uncle knew he might go a little bit too far on this party. And uh, he's already made me a prince. Oh, my God. I love you even more. Sorry, I'm not, I'm, I'm not up to speed on my royal monikers. Is it your highness, your grace, your partiness? That's correct, yeah, your partiness. Your partiness. Yeah, HMP is magical partiness. Well, it's a delight to have you on the show. This is our first royal guest, I must say. We're honoured. I was just thinking as well, was, was the Cease Clive, is there any chance of doing a, a Walt on him and getting a King Clive-flavoured Slurpee on the go? Honestly, it's so good that you would ask, and you have got your finger on the pulse. I spoke to Millie last night. She was, however, in another astral realm, projecting out of her physical body. But 
basically we've agreed that we're going to make truffles uh we're going to make clive truffles because he loved a truffle he loved a bit of turkish delight like any old person does and so we're going to make him into some turkish delight some truffles and also into some delicious crisp rolls you know like the ones you used to get in m&s that your mum made you and so the party's over it's time to pack up and head up into the sky for another year what do you feel you've learned from this year's experience? What I had at the end of the party, obviously I tried to keep as straight as possible up until a certain point. And then I did take the supplement, but I think I was kind of coming up at a different time to everybody else. So I think my high was when they were in their plateau. But as I started to like get into this like hot, engorged state, uh, I put my eye to a telescope and I looked out into the sky. And as I looked out into the sky, Saturn shrugged its ring at me like a little flirt. Saturn was like, hello, do you want a bit of this? And basically I realised that you can flirt with and have sexual feelings for anything and you should never be ashamed of it as long as it's legal. Obviously legality doesn't exist very much in our society but there are still some protections. But if you want to flirt with a star or a black hole or a wormhole or Saturn and its rings showing it yourself, then go for it because that's life. It's a beautiful message from Prince Brent there coming out on our show as omnisexual. It's a real inspiration that a member of the royal family would declare themselves as such and give solace and encouragement to anybody who has sexual feelings for anything at all. Cheers, mate. I like to be a leader. And yes, 500 people might have died at the party last night, but there are at least 2,000 guests. So, you know, one quarter of your guests dying isn't that bad, especially when you had a sexual connection with a heavenly body. Do you know what I mean? Brenta, you know, I, I truly believe in you and I'm going to set you free. I feel like you and Saturn have a real future together. Maybe now I have this higher astral plane situation going on. I could be some kind of priest who can ordain you two as being married. What do you think? I mean, baby, if that's going to make you happy, go for it. But I've still got a lot of love for you. Don't feel that you've got to chuck yourself out of the bathwater, baby. You're still in my heart, even if I do love a planet. Do you know what I mean? Oh, thanks, Brenty. And on that delightful emotional note, we're going to say goodbye to London Eames premier party goers. Thank you very much, Sir Brent and Millie, for giving us your time. Bye. Oi, oi. So that's all the latest from this year's Londinium Festival. As you can properly hear, the studio has been overrun with black-cloaked riders on horseback who seem intent on ripping poor Gary limb from limb. So I guess that's the end of another show. Cheerio, and until next time, may all your brews be strong, may all your puddings be fettled, and may all your swamp mongrels be radiation-free. Ta-ra! Communications have been severely disrupted. Make sure you have food, water, and a battery-powered radio with you. This is not a test. Hi, thanks for listening. I'm Noel Curry, the guy who puts all this together. And on this show, you heard Monica Gaga, Jodie Ann Richardson, Francesca Reed, and Victoria Hogg. Monica and Jodie Ann form an improv duo called Derek's Mojo. Francesca regularly performs as her character Brent Wood and Victoria runs the weekly Duck Duck Goose Improv Jam in Brixton. You can find out even more about what they do in the information section of this podcast. And you can follow the podcast on the various social medias at Free Yorks Radio. We'll be back next month, but if you enjoyed this, then you know what to do. 
Please subscribe, share, rate, review, and resurrect. Thanks. The Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show.